to us about trusting God. Trusting God. Hallelujah. Trusting God. Now, many people would say, trusting God, I trust God. But there's a difference between saying you trust God and actually trusting God. Amen. Many of us have all gotten to a point in life where God, it, it looks like God doesn't make sense. Meaning that it looks like all the things we desire, we trust God for, we don't always get the things we are looking for. And many times we ask ourselves, why is this happening? We might not understand everything in life. How many can understand everything? Not everyone understands everything in life. Amen. Why didn't I get these results? Why didn't God answer my prayers? Why didn't I get healed? Why didn't this person get healed? Why didn't I get the job? Why didn't this person get a job? Why doesn't God tell, do the things that I expect him to do? Why is it that God sometimes looks like he's being slow? These are all questions that people ask. Why? The, the Bible even talks about the mystery of faith. Faith is mysterious. Okay, I've served God. I'm serving God. But why is it that even though I'm serving, serving God, I'm not getting the things that I expect to get? Why is it that sometimes bad things happen to good people? I'll, 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 uh, soon I'll, I'll preach on a series on why bad things happen to good people. Why is it that some good people, bad things happen to them? It, it looks like a contradiction, but it is not. But the Bible makes it very clear that all things are for our sakes. And that's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. I mean, a point comes in our lives that we cannot do anything but trust God. Because there is nothing more to do but to trust in the God of Israel. But Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. <clears throat> some people have rewritten it. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. No. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Now, if you go back to verse five, now the question is, I mean, why would God tell us to do something if it is easy to do or it comes naturally? Why would God tell you and I trust in me? God is saying, trust in me with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding. It clearly means that there are many times that if you lean on your understanding, you will not succeed. Or if you lean on your understanding, you will not please God. There are many times that a, a point will come that you cannot rely on what you are seeing. You and I, it's not every time we should rely on our senses. There are many people who rely on everything they hear and everything they see. Sometimes what you see is not necessarily what the, what the situation is. Let's look at Isaiah. Let, let me quickly show you something in Isaiah chapter 11. Uh, I'll start from verse 1, Isaiah 11. Or you can get Isaiah 11. And I'll start from verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, 
and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, verse three, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after his, the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. <clears throat> you and I will get to a point that it's not everything we see or everything we hear that we must teach. Sometimes you might hear something which looks true. Maybe someone might have actually said something. Someone might have said A, B, C, but they didn't mean it. A, B, C could mean many things depending on the motive or how it is said. So I can say something and mean well, but someone can take what I said and twist it. Hallelujah. In the same way, the devil is accusing us before God and God to us, telling us that, look, God doesn't love you. If God loves you, you will not have gone through this. So God is saying that do not lean on your understanding because when we are using our senses, our senses will tell us that it's not working out. Our senses will tell us that, look, things are not looking good. I remember there was a guy, we were having a convention in Minneapolis, and this guy was coming from Rochester. As he was coming, he started to have uh, uh, convulsions. He started to go into seizures, or rather seizures. Yes, he started to go into seizures, and things were getting bad. So some of the people came for the convention and some others went to the hospital. Or were rushed, he was rushed to the hospital. As this was happening, we prayed in the church for God to heal this, this guy. Now, when uh, the next day after he was admitted to the hospital, the next day when we asked, I asked uh, uh, someone, how, is, how are things going with this person? I was told that things are worse that he, he actually died, almost died, or he, 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 he had to be resuscitated. Think about it. The guy had to be resuscitated because it looked like things weren't going as well as they should. But I said, oh, maybe the thing is being torn. How many remember the situation where the demon, the boy with the death and dumb spirit? Yes how he needed to be, he, 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 you know, when Jesus cast the devil out, it looked like it was getting worse. So I just said, oh, that problem is getting torn. And then a few days after, he was completely healed and moving around. So if I was to lean on my understanding, I will think that, look, that situation is worse and it's not going to work out. There was a time one of the members told me to, uh, that her, her, her member, the, a member of, uh, no, sorry, her, her colleague at work, son was in a coma. He was having so many seizures that they had to put him in, a, in an induced coma. Because if he wasn't put in a coma, he could hurt himself, whatever the medical uh, people uh, uh, would say. But they needed to induce a coma. So I should pray for him. And I said, uh, because as for me, just like Jesus, if Jesus was called somewhere, he went. There was no discussion. You want to raise someone from the dead. I tried to raise people from the dead three times. No, no problem. So I just said, well, let the person call me. If the person calls me, I'll go. So the person called me and said, uh, uh, I can't, should I, 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 he wanted me to pray for the, 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 the son. So I went to the hospital. When I went and I saw the state of the boy, I said to myself, why did I come? Because it was helpless. 
he looked helpless, he looked swollen, he, he, he looked, I mean, he, he, he just looked like he was about to die. But I just stood in faith and prayed. The next day I asked, how is the boy? The, the, the member said, no, no difference. But I did not lean on my understanding, I leaned on the word of God until not shortly after he was up at home and moving around. Hallelujah. Because you cannot lean on your understanding. Maybe you're about to foreclose. Your mortgage, they, they tell you that is going down. Anyway, very soon, the saints will not need mortgage. Hallelujah. Because they'll have their houses paid for. Don't believe in mortgage. Mortgage is not the end. Rather, a full house paid for. Which one do you want? You want three houses or one house mortgaged or five to ten houses paid for. May you receive a full paid for house. So don't lean on your understanding. So God is saying, trust me. In spite of what is, you are going through, no matter what happens, whether things are going well, whether things are not going well, trust me, God says. We are talking about trusting God always, trusting God. God says, trust me, because I know the beginning from the end. I know the end from the beginning. <clears throat> I know the plans I have towards you. I have plans of good and not of evil to bring you to a, a, a good future. So trust me. And in, in, in spite of the things you are going through, yes, when you are trusting me, it means that you might not be comfortable with some of the things I'm doing. When you are trusting me, you might not be happy with some of the things I'm doing. When you are trusting me, you will not be happy with the direction you are going. But just trust me. And don't lean on what you feel is success or failure. Don't lean on your understanding of what the right path is to victory. Don't lean on your understanding as to, okay, this is the path. This is happening, so it means I'm going down. This is happening, it means that God doesn't love me. Don't lean on your understanding. But in all your ways, in all your ways, in your small ways, in your big ways, in your little ways, in every single thing, in all your ways, acknowledge him. What does it mean? It means in every single way, you and I must pray. You and I must ask God and communicate with God in everything we do. I'm going through a difficulty. I communicate with God. I am struggling with a problem. I communicate with God. I'm about to buy a house. I communicate with God. I'm about to take a job. Lord, is this the right job for me? Every time you and I are doing something, we must acknowledge him. When we acknowledge him, he will direct our path. It means that in the small things and in the large things, in the okay things and in the complex things, acknowledge him. I talk to him about it. David, when he was running away from Saul, he asked God, God, will, should I run away or should I stay? God will say, run away. There were times that, you see, David always communed with God. In all your ways, acknowledge him. You don't know the future. Once you've acknowledged God, trust that he will direct your path. I remember there was a time that I was going to have, uh, uh, um, we we're looking for a, a hall. Well, all my, my, my stories are, are, are true stories, hallelujah. Uh, uh, very, very important stories. And there, there are no other uh, examples to give, but these ones, which I'll continue to give till kingdom come. Hallelujah. So there was a time in Minneapolis, we're looking for a hall, church hall, to, 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 to rent for the church. And as we tried to look and to look and to look for a church hall, we couldn't find any, any church halls. And then we found one. And we trusted God. 
we trusted God, we prayed about it. I spoke to my pastor. My pastor said, it's a good idea. Let's go for it. During the negotiations, it didn't work out and we were not able to get the, 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 the hall. We spent a lot of time, a lot of effort. And I was very, very sad. Very, very, very sad. I spoke to my pastor and he said, you know what? Don't worry. It's all good. It, it will be well. And then in the future, not too long after, we got another hall and God opened the doors and we, asked, and, and we, we moved in. Now, this particular uh, hall that we moved into, that God gave to us, was triple or quadruple, actually quadruple, four to five times the size of the one we lost. We got so large also that if we, God had given us the first place, we would have been like sardines packed in the hall. So God, in quotes, disappointed us because he had something better for us. When God is directing your path, it will look like you are disappointed. It will look like things are not going well. But ladies and gentlemen, it is actually the victory that is coming your way. Acknowledge God no matter what happens and be sure that he will direct your path. God directing your path is something you and I must trust him for. Believe it. Believe that God will direct your path. Can I have an amen? Very, very, very important. So acknowledge him in everything. David the king, you realize that David encouraged himself in the Lord. There was a time things were not going well. There was a time things were difficult. There was a time that he had gone to fight a war and had won the victory. When he came back, he realized that most of the people, most of the people, most of the, the, the wives and the children were taken away by enemies. So David's people were angry with him. They were very upset. They were confused. They were very, very upset. Why, why is it that uh, 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 you, they were asking, David, why did you take us away so that our wives and children will be taken away? Why did you do that? So they were angry with him and even wanted to stone him. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. There are times that you and I have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. There are times that you and I have to say to ourselves that, look, it is well. God knows what is happening. God knows what is going on. When God is directing your path, you realize that he is not necessarily directing you. When God is directing your path, God is not saying, go here. Okay, stop take a left, no, take a right. He does that many times. But when God is directing your path, you sometimes don't know where you are going. You sometimes don't know the direction. When God is directing your path, all of a sudden you just see that you are in the right place. You will sometimes be disappointed. You will sometimes be brokenhearted. But at the end of the day, God will take you to the place of destiny, the place of victory. That you and I can be guaranteed. Similar to the airport. When you go to the airport, not in domestic, but international flights, when you go and you, you leave a country and you are coming back into the United States, what happens? There are certain doors that are closed. You can, no matter what you do, you cannot enter those doors. There are certain doors that are opened. The doors that are closed are closed for a reason, so that you only go to one destination, immigration. In the same way, Oh, hallelujah, am I speaking to somebody? In the same way, when God is directing my path and your path, he will close certain doors. You and I would pray and fast, but those doors will be closed. 
No matter what we do, the doors will be closed. And certain doors will only be opened. And some of those doors that will be opened, you and I don't want them to be opened, but they'll be opened so that you and I would get to the place of blessing. So that you and I would get to the place of victory. So that you and I would only get to the destination God wants us to get to. Can I have an amen? So in everything we do, we should remember. Also remember that God is our heavenly father. And because he's our heavenly father, he loves us more than we could ever imagine. God loves you and I more than our parents love us. God loves you and I more than every human being combined loves us. If everyone were to love us like our parents loved us, it would not even reach God's love. God's love is infinite. God's love as high as the heavens are from the earth. His, so, so is his love. His love is infinite towards us. It's so infinite that he gave his only son. He gave his only son for us. So if you and I remember that God is our heavenly father and loves us and treats us like a loving father would treat his child, then know that whatever God is doing is right. Whatever God is doing is leading us to the right place. Whatever God is doing is leading us into victory. Can I have an amen? It's only victory. Victory is the only place that we can go to, a destination of victory of good and not of evil. Now think about it. We parents or those who are parents, when your child is asking for candy, candy is nice. Like your child says, I'm not going to eat anymore. I just want to eat candy every day. And you don't give your, you give the child candy by the point you stop giving the child candy. The child will cry. The child will feel you don't love the child. The child will actually talk to other children whose parents give them candy and give them anything they want. And they'll actually wish they were a children of that parent. But a good parent will not give their children candy every day without food because a child needs a balanced diet. So a good parent is not going to do that, but a good parent is going to make sure that the child is covered. Can I have an amen? Can you all hear me? Is, is everything clear? Okay. The good parent is going to make sure that everything is covered. Can I have an amen? Everything is covered. Everything looks good. A good parent is going to make sure that they only give the child exactly what they need. Only what the child needs is what the parent is going to give the child. Amen. Only what the child needs is what the parent is going to give the child. It looks like as I'm speaking, I must have raised my hand in my speaking. Amen. Only what the parent needs. Sorry, only what the child needs is what the parent will give the child. Now, imagine a child asks for a knife and screams. Sometimes you see a child screaming because the parent does not want to give the child a knife. The parent is not giving the child a knife because the parent knows that the knife is harmful to the child. But the parent, the child is screaming, is rolling on the floor, is crying, and the bitterness of the cry. Hallelujah. But because the parent loves the child, the parent will prevent the child from having uh, a, a knife. Now, my mother gave, uh, is it one of my daughters, I don't remember which one, I think Phoebe, a, a, a story to illustrate a very important point to her. You have two grandmothers. 
or you have two, let's, okay, so let's say you have two parents. One parent has a child who uh, uh, has a sore, big sore, and the pus and the infection needs to be forced out, needs to be squeezed out because due to the doctor's orders. Are you getting me so far? Now, one parent or grandparent says, oh, you know what, let me uh, uh, do it. And as they are doing, as they are squeezing, it's the child is in pain. And the child is screaming and the child is miserable, screaming. And then one grandparent says, I love my child so much. Or my parent, the parent says, I love my child so much. So I'm not going to, I'm going to stop. And then the next day comes, and then as they are squeezing it, the child screams in pain, if you love me, mommy, or if you love me, daddy, you will not do this. You will not do this. I'm in pain. And then the parent stops. Now, the second grandparent, even though the child is screaming, the grandparent tells other people to hold the child down and squeezes it till the child almost collapses. Squeezes the thing, because the doctor says, no matter what, make sure that you drain it out every day. If now, at the end of the day, the grandparent or the parent who helped the child feel better got an applause from the child, but later on the child was amputated because it became infectious. Now the grandparent or the parent that did not care how the child felt, was not liked too much by the child, but the child kept the leg. Now, which grandparents really loved the child? Of course, the grandparents who squeezed it in the same way. When God is dealing with us, no matter our crying, oh God, you don't love me. Oh God, what is this? Oh God, God is not even listening because he knows what he has for us. He knows the good plans he has for us. Trusting God at all times, God knows the plans he has for you and I. He is our heavenly father who loves us. And because he loves us, he is not always going to hear our cry. Very important, especially when, especially when we ask him to direct our path. This is different from the prayer of faith for healing. This is different from prayer of faith for a miracle. This is different from, uh, 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 from prayer of faith for a breakthrough or something that you need God to open doors for. Different. We are talking about just circumstances that happen in life, which you have no control over. God knows the right time to make all things beautiful. Can I have an amen? Also, God sees the big picture. What do I mean? I mean, the big picture. What do I mean by that? When I am on the first floor, I can see up to a point, but I can still see uh, more than the person on the ground floor. When I'm on the 10th floor, I can see a lot. I can see much more than those on the ninth floor and below. But when I am in a 100-story building, I can see a lot of things, and I can see much more than those on the 90th floor and below. When I'm in an aeroplane, I can see more than all the other people. So it means the higher you are, the more you can see. Now, God is at the highest level and he sees the big picture. He sees more than you and I can see. 
The Bible says that the ways of a man are not in himself. It is not in man to direct his own steps. It is not in a person to know the future. It is not in you and I to know the future, know what is happening in our lives, know the future. It's not in a man. It's not in us. You and I can't know the future. You and I can't know what God has for us. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So that's why it's important to continue to pray. Pray against tribulation. Pray against temptation. Pray against difficulty. But always remember that God knows what is happening. An atom or a molecule cannot shift without God's approval. Without God's approval, nothing can happen without God approving of it. It means that for me to even get a cold, God had to have approved of it. For me to dash my foot against a stone, God had to have approved of it. Or at least God knew it and allowed it. Approved of it means he allowed it. So it means that if God allowed it, then it is for my good in the long run. All things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So long as or so far as God approved of it, it meant that it was for my good. The Bible says all things are for our sakes. All things are for our sakes. So you and I must always keep a good attitude in spite of what happens. No good thing will God withhold from those who walk uprightly and those who love him and serve him. God is pleased when we have a good attitude in spite of any difficulties. Look at Job. Job is a classic example. Let's look at Job chapter 13, verse 15. Job chapter 13 and verse 15. What did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. So Job said, though he slay me, although he is causing these things to happen to me, although God is allowing these things to happen, you remember in the book of Job, God allowed it. God didn't cause it. God is, doesn't cause evil. God is not tempted of evil, neither tempted he any man. But God allowed it. So though God slay me, Job said, yet I will trust him because he has my good at heart. He has my best at heart. Anytime something happens or God allows something, it is for my good. So though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Yet will I praise him. Job was not bitter or negative in spite of everything that happened. He did not blame God. Of course, you and I are not Job. That's why sometimes we will say, God, but how could you do this? How could you allow this? God, you could have changed it. I've said it many times. God, you could have solved this problem. This is so easy for you. Why didn't you solve it? God, what, what, what kind of thing is this? Why? You, why, why, why? But the Bible says in one of the epistles that look, when everything is happened and everything is disclosed, when God reveals all the things to you and I, we would marvel and we would just give praise to God because we would realize that everything that God did was strategic for our good. Hallelujah. 
No wonder the devil, you see, because the devil wants us to blame God and the devil wants us to lose our faith in God. That's what the devil wants. The devil's goal, the devil's aim is to cause us to lose our trust in God. But the Bible says that Job said, I came into this world naked and I will live naked. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. It's the Lord who gave me my riches. It's the Lord who gave me my family. It's the Lord who gave me my children. So the Lord gave it to me. And the Lord, if he gave it to me and I believe he gave it to me, he's taking it. Blessed be his holy name. And he worshipped and he did not sin against God, nor charged God falsely. Hallelujah, Job 1.21, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. Oh, look, we would, we, look, we can be dressed in, in gold, but we would exit this life naked. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then later on, as Job talks, he says that, ah, but why should I accept good from God, and I shouldn't allow God to do what he wants which might not be pleasing to me. Why, why should I allow accept good from God and not difficulty from God? Why? Why should I choose one? No. Trust God because at the end of the day, He makes all things beautiful in His time. He makes all things beautiful. We'll continue next week, God willing. But before we continue, look at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. This is the attitude. God wants us to have in trusting him at all times. Trusting God at all times. In everything you and I do, we must give trust and praise and glory to God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, or do not be anxious about anything. This is an old King James word, which means do not be anxious about anything. Do not have anxiety or trouble, or, 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 or anxiety about anything. Look at NLT, this verse. Don't worry about anything. Hallelujah to Jesus. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That's what you and I should do. Don't worry. Of course, it's easier said than done. Even though I'm saying don't worry. We'll go to verse 7 uh, in, a bit, in a bit. But even though I'm saying this, we are all tempted to worry. But Jesus said, who, don't, who by worrying would add a cubit to his stature? Who by worrying would affect anything? But God says, don't worry about anything. But in everything, pray to God. I'm still waiting for the bed. Don't pray about anything. Sorry, don't, don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. May you and I pray about everything. And always remember to tell God what we need. And don't leave it there. But you have to also thank God for all he has done. Very important. Because when you are praying to God for something and you are thanking him for what he has done in the past, 
You are telling him that you know that you're acknowledging what he's done in the past and you are therefore confirming what he will do. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Similar to David, he said the same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and of the bear, that same God, that same God who delivered me in the past, he, he, he had already thanked God for everything. That same God who delivered me from the paw of the lion and of the bear, that same God is going to deliver me from the hands of this devil. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then, like I said, verse 7, if you do this, you will experience God's peace. Why will you have peace in the midst of storm? Because you trust God. Why will you have peace in the midst of storm? Because you know that God is able. Why will you have peace in the midst of storm? Because you know that God is faithful. Why will you have peace in the midst of storm? Because you know that God is worthy and he will do what he has promised. That God will never fail. He has promised that he will never fail. You will, you and please keep it there. You and I will have peace in the midst of storm. You and I will have peace no matter what happens because we trust him, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. It means that you and everyone else will not even understand why you have peace in such a storm, but there'll be peace because you and I know that our God is able, that our God is the deliverer. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the condition is in Christ Jesus. You can now remove it. Thank you. So this is very, very important. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So from now on, be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and, thanks and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Our hearts and minds, may they be stayed on him. May they be stayed on Jesus. So you and I want to encourage you, no matter what happens, no matter the storm, no matter how difficult things are, you and I must remember that our God is faithful, that our God is able, that our God has promised and he will never, ever fail. He has promised, so I will trust in him. I would hold on to him because he's a faithful God. And whatever he says, he will bring it to pass. He says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but not a tittle, not a dot, not a full stop, not a period of the word of God would not be fulfilled. It means that the word of God is sure to be fulfilled. Heaven and earth, it's even easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for a tittle or a dot of the law of the word of God to not be fulfilled. Jesus Christ said, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So the Old Testament is still, you see, many people feel the Old Testament was not fulfilled when Jesus came. No, 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 no. The, the law, the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi or, or the Torah, the, the whole Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled it completely. He fulfilled it to so the Old Testament holds only that for the Christian, Jesus, has, Jesus is the fulfilling of the law. He has fulfilled the law for us. So even though it, it works, we, we read the Old Testament to see what God has delivered us from, see the mind of God, 
See how God operates. See the things that irritate God, the things that touches God's heart. Learn the whole counsel of God. See what the old covenant was. And see so that you can understand what the new covenant is. The Old Testament was a foreshadow, glory to God, of the New Testament. So not a single promise in the Bible can ever not be fulfilled. It's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for a scripture not to be fulfilled. Before I continue, I, I end. The Bible says, I believe it's Genesis. Let me read this. Uh, very interesting. Genesis, I believe, I believe it's 48 or 49, 10. Let me just get that. Genesis 49, 10. Sorry. Uh, yes, Genesis 49, 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come and unto him shall be the gathers and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from his descendants until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will obey. Very, very important. Let's look at another version here. I know this is not King James, but this is a good version. Let's look at, let's throw another version in. Very, very important. The scepter or leadership shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh, the Messiah, the peaceful one comes to whom it belongs and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Now, this is very, very important. This verse is saying, now this is the prophecy, when, when uh, 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 you realize that uh, Jacob, uh, uh, um, the, the, the sons of Jacob, so when you go to Judah's turn, then this is what was said, that the scepter or the right to rule, now the scepter means that the, 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 the leader's staff, the right to rule, so number one, the scepter or leadership or the right to rule or the ruler's staff shall not, let me, let me start again. The scepter or the right to rule shall not depart from the tribe of Judah. Number two, the ruler's staff from between his feet. What does it mean? It means that the, the, the ruler's staff, any, the descendant of Judah, there will always be a descendant of Judah who would have the right to rule or the ruler's staff. And it will continue till Christ comes. Very important. Now, when the Romans and, and uh, uh, um, Antipas, in fact, when the Romans came and took that control, because the Jews did not, were not allowed capital punishment. So when that was taken from them, they looked and they, didn't, they thought they didn't see the Messiah and they tore their robes, this is history, they tore their robes and they were with sackcloth and ashes saying that the scripture was broken. Because this verse says that in the tribe of Judah, there would always be a ruler. There would always be the right to rule in Judah until Christ came. But they didn't realize that Christ had come already. And that's why the right to rule was taken away from 
the, 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 the Jewish people. And it was presented to him because he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. So not a single time in history has the scripture been broken. So it also means that not a single promise of God, not a single blessing, not a single promise that you can hold onto in the Bible can ever be broken if you and I hold onto it. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. It means that so long as it's in the Bible, it settles it. It's in the Bible and that settles it. That's the end. Settled. Settled in heaven and on earth because the Bible says it. If you can find scripture backing what you are trusting God for, you have a solid foundation for faith. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Hallelujah to Jesus. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for how good you have been to us. Thank you for being faithful. We trust you. We know that you are trustworthy. We trust in you and we have faith in you and we believe in you, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that you work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Increase our faith and our trust in you. We ask you this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Whilst we are here, just before we conclude, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you know in your hearts that you are not born again, you know that if you die today, you would not go to heaven. You know in your heart that you are so far from God that you don't even know what it means to be born again or what it means to be saved. But you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. If you are watching, I want to pray with you. I want you to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I would like you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. If you've said this prayer, you are born again. You are a child of God. And God has washed your sins as white as snow. As the east is far from the west, separate from the west, so has he thrown your sins away from you and I. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to Christ. Bless them, keep them, and preserve them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Let's take out a good offering. You can uh, put the offering on the screen. If you, um, yes, we're doing it electronically. You can just um, text to give. Uh, you, you can give by text to give uh, or, or, or scan 
uh, the, the screen uh, uh, and you would uh, um, be able to give an offering to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so you can text give and follow the, the prompts. Or you can just uh, 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 scan and it will uh, uh, take you where you need to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. So God bless you all. And those who are watching, I want to say God bless you. Uh, and those who are on Zoom, God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord Jesus cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace. May God's blessings which make rich and added no sorrows be your portion. May you be blessed in everything you do. May you be blessed in your house. May you be blessed when you go out. May God's hedge of protection and fire be around you. May you receive all that God has provided for and paid for you and I through God, Jesus Christ's death and burial and resurrection. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all and shalom, shalom, shalom.